Welcome to Macro Monday on Investec Focus Radio SA, a podcast about what's driving global and local markets. I'm Chris Holdsworth, Chief Investment Strategist at Investec Wealth and Investment. Every Monday morning, I'll update you on key developments from the past week and what you need to know about the week ahead. If you'd prefer to watch a video with the graphs and charts I referred to in the podcast, just go to investec.com forward slash Macro Monday. Good morning. This week, we're going to have a look at the latest developments with regards to inflation in Europe and the US and what that likely means for the interest rate outlook. And then we'll have a look at South African employee tax receipts and what that implies for discretionary spend in SA. We're going to start off by having a look at money supply. Money supply growth remains pretty weak across the globe. If you look at it over the last three months, it's negative in the US, Europe, and Japan. And the reason we look at the series is that money supply growth is a key leading indicator for nominal GDP growth. And when money supply growth is very weak, we tend to land up with very weak nominal GDP growth shortly thereafter, either through very low levels of inflation or very low levels of GDP growth, or of course, a combination of the both. If we look at 12-month money supply growth, it's negative in Europe and in the US are pretty low numbers. It's low in Japan. It's been declining in China as well. What this tells us is the monetary impulse, which drove inflation to those very high levels we saw before, is completely reversed. And if anything, we should be penciling in much lower levels of inflation and growth over the coming 12 months or so. We're already starting to see some of this come to pass. If you look at the European inflation numbers, which came out last week, they were very low. European inflation came out at 2.4%. That was well below the consensus forecast of 2.9%. Core inflation came out at 36 That was also well below the consensus forecast. So inflation definitely heading in the right direction and now currently not too far away from the ECB's target. If you look at it from a six-month perspective, so you look at inflation over the last six months and you annualize that to give us a gauge of where inflation is likely to go, the six-month annualized rate of inflation in Europe is currently just a bit above 1%. And this gives us a steer that Europe is likely to be facing inflation prints that are uncomfortably low rather than uncomfortably high within the not-too-distant future. This is true across Europe. If you look at the range of inflation prints across Europe, that range continues to decline and narrow. As inflation comes down, we're going to get more and more similar inflation prints across Europe, which makes life for the ECB a bit easier. You don't want to be dealing with very disparate ranges of inflation because you've only got one interest rate across all of Europe. So they would be very pleased with the latest inflation numbers that have come out. In terms of the outlook, there's a, a fairly strong link between PPI inflation and CPI inflation six months later. We have shown this chart before. Given where PPI inflation is at the moment in Europe, it would not at all be surprising if we land up with much lower CPI prints within the next six months, numbers with a one handle. So now there are a couple of indicators that suggest that inflation is likely to be heading down over the next few months in Europe. We've got money supply growth, which is receding, PPI inflation, which is below minus 10% year on year, and then the fact that we've already got very low CPI numbers. All of this suggests that we're going to be looking at a much lower inflation environment within Europe within the next six months or so. So then the question is, when does the ECB cut? Now, the market is currently expecting cuts to start from around April and for there to be around about 100 basis points worth of cuts over the coming 12 months or so. The risk is that there is a cut sooner rather than later and that the scale of the cuts are greater than the market currently expects. Clearly, that would be very helpful 
or equities, but particularly harmful for fixed income in Europe. Switching to the US, we've had a bit of good news on the inflation front there too. Core PCE inflation came out last week at 3.5%. It's a pretty sizable decline. It's heading in the right direction. This is a series that the Fed targets. Their target is 2%. So it'd still be at a level that's uncomfortably high for them, but it is reaching their target fairly rapidly. If you do the same exercise that we've just done for Europe, but for core PC inflation in the US, the last six months, the annualized rate is 2.5%. The last three months, the annualized rate is 2.3%. So it's getting fairly close to the Fed's target. If we were to plug in normal month-on-month readings for the next few months, let's assume for the argument's sake that we land up with monthly core PC inflation in line with the 20-year median. So we just plug in these numbers as a base case to see what pops out. In that environment, core PC inflation, Inflation in the U.S. lands up below 2% by April next year because we've had a few low readings come through. So just like Europe, the question then is, at what point does the Fed cut? Now, if it is the case that core PCE inflation is below 2% by April and the U.S. is in a recession, which is our base case, it's very difficult to see how the Fed doesn't cut, in fact, by March. Now, the market expectation is for cuts to start from around May. So just like in Europe, we think that it's likely to be the case that we see cuts sooner than the market expects. Now, as these good inflation numbers have come through across the globe, what we've seen is that yields have come down. Ten-year bond yields have come down pretty much across the globe. It's not just the US and Europe. We've seen declines across emerging markets too, South Africa included. So we are starting to see yields compress as these inflation numbers come through and the market starts to bring forward the point at which they expect developed market central banks to cut. And we expect to see more of that going forward. We are overweight fixed income, both in SA and globally as well. I do need to mention that it takes some time before a rate cut has an impact on the economy. The lags are variable. And so it's not necessarily the case that as soon as rates are cut, we land up with growth picking up rapidly and therefore equities rallying. It's quite likely to be the case, in fact, it's our base case, that it takes some time before those rate cuts have an impact on the economy. And as a result, we're expecting pretty weak returns from equities in Europe and in the US over the coming three to six months. And it's only thereafter that the rate cuts start to have an impact. We see the economy picking up, we see earnings picking up, and at that point, we see the market picking up. But we're still quite concerned about the outlook for developed market equities in particular over the coming three to six months as we inch towards that point at which developed market central banks feel comfortable cutting rates. Switching to South Africa, we had the employee tax data to come out last week. It was strong again. In October, it was up 9.5% month on month. So this is total employee tax paid through to the government. Year to date, it's up over 8% while inflation has been below 6 And that tells us that there has been significant real wage growth for SA consumers. Now, part of the reason that hasn't led to a sizable increase in discretionary spend is because we have had other expenses pick up that are not necessarily reflected in CPI basket interest rates, as an example. Interest rates picked up materially. Consumers are paying much more for their homes, much more for their vehicles. So even though there's been real wage increases, we haven't seen sizable increases in discretionary spend. However, where we sit at the moment, we're due another sizable fuel cut price cut from Wednesday, 65 cents per litre. And if the developed markets start to cut rates from around March next year, we think the Saab won't be too far behind that. We sit in a situation where we expect for consumers' expenses starting to come under control or decline quite materially from around Q1 next year. 
all told, maybe even a bit before that. And that allows extra space for consumers to spend. And we know that South Africans don't typically save, so we'd expect that to translate into an immediate uptick in discretionary expenditure, which of course would be very helpful for the retailers in SA. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. That's all for this episode. Do you tune in next week for more investment insights from me, Chris Holdsworth, and the Investec Wealth and Investment team. If you haven't yet added us to your podcast feed, you can subscribe to Investec Focus Radio SA wherever you listen. And please take a minute to rate our podcast so we can surface this content to the broader investment community. If you want to see the graphs that are referenced in the podcast, you can watch a video version of this recording at investec.com forward slash macromonday. The views expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily represent the views of Investec Wealth and Investment International and should not be taken as advice, guidance or recommendation. Investec Wealth and Investment International, a member of the JSE Equity, Equity Derivatives, Currency Derivatives, Bond Derivatives and Interest Rate Derivatives Markets, an authorized financial services provider.